Cops say the man pulling the trigger is 18-year-old LeVar Roach, a known gangbanger, according to detectives. A desperate manhunt is on for Roach, who is considered armed and dangerous. I showed his mugshot to this man. Definitely concerns me a little bit, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I packed that thing, too. So you come around this way, you will get caught. Peace. Welcome back to the Water Podcast. My name is Daniel. I have a special guest with me today, um, someone who, from observation, I would consider to be pretty well versed in, in firearms. Name is Aaron. Aaron, what's good with you, bro? Hey, what up, though? And I can't call it. Same, same, man. I'm ready to chill. True, true. But, um, but look, I'm going to dive right into it. Um, you know what I mean? Lately, especially over the last year and everything that's happened, there's been like a, a rising interest in, you know, owning guns. Um, I got a few stats with me. As of November of last year, um, 17.2 million background checks were completed versus 15.7 million in 2016, which was the previous highest year for gun sales. Um, in October alone, more than 1.7 million were conducted which is roughly a 60% jump over that same period in 2019. Uh, as of August, nearly 5 million Americans had bought a firearm for the first time in 2020. Um, I was one of them, actually. Uh, the gun shop that I got mine from, they said they made more in June than they had in the past year, like total. Mm -hmm. So uh, so they've been eating pretty good. So I wanted to get someone on. Because I'm fairly new to it, like I said, and I know some others who are, and I thought it'd be a good idea for, you know, to have somebody on to talk about it with. And uh, I know for you and me, we haven't interacted a lot uh, or much at all. And I mentioned this offline, and you may not remember this, but we're in the same, well, we're in a few uh, servers together on Discord. And uh, I was in, like, kind of the general chat. And I was kind of talking through, trying to figure out what I should get for the first time. And uh, you you just kind of affirmed that it was a good choice. And and then I saw that you had another channel and another server that was specifically dedicated to guns. Mm -hmm. and so, you know, what I mean, like I said, we don't we don't interact much. So I definitely appreciate you coming on because you didn't have to do this. You know what I mean? No, no, man, it's cool. I, I I enjoy like I enjoy trying to help people. Well, especially people that look like me get into firearms. Uh, like you said, um, with the stats, like more firearms were purchased like within like four months of last year than had been previously purchased for like a whole year. Like, and like I noticed it, and I'm just like, bro. And I kept telling people, hey man, y'all might want to get armed. So, like, they doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm I'm happy to see that they're doing it, and more are trying. So. That's a, a W in my book. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm glad you said that because um, that's a good segue into uh, a question that I wanted to ask you. Why Why should black people get into guns? Why should black people get into guns? Um, for multiple reasons, honestly. Like, it makes no sense for somebody, like, 
it makes no sense for somebody to not be able to protect themselves in the event that something happens. Uh, I tell people all the time that you don't want to have like a knife or a taser, especially when I'm like speaking to women. Like I try and tell people, you don't want anything where somebody can close the distance. Um, what a lot of people don't realize with, you know, like say knives or whatever, it only takes a certain amount of pain for you to drop your weapon. So if somebody were to like kick you in your knee or whatever, boom, you drop your weapon. Like you can't focus and you drop the weapon. Like you don't want somebody to be able to like close that distance. So I feel like every black person should, you know, have firearms. And I mean, when you look at what's going on and all these crazy ass people out here, they don't look like us. And I think we should be armed, mm -hmm. plain and simple. Yeah, for sure. I um this year, I mean, we all knew that was present, you know, what you're alluding to, but this year well, this past year was was definitely an eye opener for for me and for others. And I don't know about you or you know anybody that be listening, but even like when you when you saw the visuals on the news of like the people who were rallying around, you know, I'll just say his name, rallying around Trump or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, the the lack of regard they had for for our lives and, and you know whatever you start to see people that look like the people that you saw on tv in real life and you kind of like man if if like the coast was clear like what would this person do to me you feel me exactly and then um and then the other element that that i kind of think about a lot is um you know protecting ourselves from from others is one thing but it's also kind of like with the times that we're in, they protect ourselves from our own is also kind of a thing too. And I wish I would have had stats on like how crime has went up, but you know, like it's not sweet out here for everybody. And people, people out here looking to to eat and come up off of other people. That's just a fact. Uh, that's another reason why I told people to start getting armed. It's not just uh you know like the crazy ass people, but a lot of people are broke right now. Like. Like yep. you said, crime has spiked, like, especially with, uh, for an example, PlayStation 5. You know how many people were getting robbed for that shit because they knew how much that they could sell it for? Right. I mean, you look at it like this, like, say if I steal a PlayStation <laughs> off somebody, I didn't pay a dime for it. And I turn around and sell it for, like, you know, eight $900. That's eight $900 in my pocket. Like, not, you know, I got to, oh, I, well, I, you know, I spent this much on it. No, it's all 800 eight nine hundred in my pocket. Like these people are out here hungry, you know what I mean? Like they don't have much of an option, so they're gonna go get it, and they're gonna go get it from the people that lives around them. They're not about to drive 30, 45 minutes to go do something, they're gonna get it from somebody that's staying there. Yep, I know for for myself, uh, where are you uh, based? I'm in Texas, okay? Yeah, I so I was born and raised in Virginia Beach area and uh, Portsmouth specifically, and it you know, Portsmouth wasn't all that safe when I was growing up. And then I moved, after I graduated college, I moved to, to uh, the DMV area, specifically Northern Virginia. And Northern Virginia is kind of, for the most part, it's kind of like a a utopia. Like, it's pretty safe up there or whatever. Like, I, I, I even got to the point where in my apartment, like, I would just kind of leave the screen door open and, like, kind of had that joint unlocked. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, this is, like, I was tripping, but it, it was really, like, that just speaks to the lack of danger there was. But, I moved back to to uh, to the 757 area uh, roughly two years ago, and as soon as I moved back, 
I just I, just looking around me, like when I was like pumping gas or whatever, like anytime I was out in public, especially when it was dark, just like looking around me, like I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's hot out here. I need to like, I can't be out here like I was mm-hmm. before. Um, and I was like, and that's kind of like when I kind of put the bug in my own ear about it. This was 2019 and then 2020 kind of sealed the deal for me. But for you, when were you first kind of exposed to it? When were your eyes kind of open? Honestly, like like when I was exposed to guns, I got shot. Like, like I got okay. shot, and um, like just that experience like fucked me up because uh, I wasn't in the game or nothing. You know what I mean? Like somebody just thought I was like somebody else, and like they was on my head about it, and they tried to take my life, like. They and then they didn't just shoot at me with no like with no you know what I mean like oh like a couple shots, they let off like a whole mag on my head trying to kill me, like that shit fucked me up. So then um, another situation, I was minding my business again and somebody shot up the side of a city bus I was on, like and like those like situations just like like it opened my eyes like yo it's real out here like. Like you could stay in the hood all your life and never get exposed to shit. Like you could just like, but it's the craziest thing about the hood is like one little thing could bump you into the middle of some shits. Like and you don't have no control over it. It's just because you're there. And another situation, I was on the bus, you know, minding my business again, and this dude was like harassing another chick or whatever. You know what I mean? And like once the like the bus stopped. Another dude got off the bus and was like, yo, won't you come talk to a man like that? And, you know, like, that was like, you know, like, yo, I salute him for doing some shit like that. Like, he ain't even had to stand up for that woman, but he got tired of this this dude talking shit. So the nigga was like, man, he ain't gonna do shit. And the nigga pulled out his pistol and tapped that bitch on the glass like, yo, come out here. And I was like, whoa. Like, I was like, oh, snaps. Like, and I was like, yo, this is real. Like, this is how, like, you know, like, people get busy. And... Like, from then, it was just, like, you know, like, I knew at that point, like, I needed to start, like, being on my toes, being, like, being armed and everything. Um, What did that path look like for you? You know what I mean? So, you, you have these experiences, and then um, and then you are who you are now, and you have what you have now. What did that, like, did you educate yourself? Were you tapped into some people that, that was looking out for you? How, nah, how like, the craziest you? thing was, like, um... You know, like most people, like they'll go through like something like that, and they kind of get like scared of it, like scared of it. You know what I mean? Like, but for me, I instantly just started wanting to know more about guns. Like, I know about guns because I just constantly look stuff up. I get like interested in something, like, oh, let me look this up. Like, I be wanting to find some information out, and I just start looking it up. Like, I remember one time I was sitting there tweeting. And I, I had asked the timeline, but I wasn't really asking them. But I was like, what's the difference between, you know, like a 300 blackout and a like a 762 or something like that? I just was curious. And then I went researching and I found out the information I was looking for of how the 300 blackout was to rival the 762 by 39, which is like the AK round. And like, you know, the U.S. didn't have a round that was kind of that powerful. So they made the 300 blackout, which was supposed to be a versatile round. And they have different cartridges which could like are good for, you know, either close combat or, you know, long range, like subsonic shit. And I was just like, damn. But I only looked all that up out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how I learned all the gun stuff that I know currently. I just get bored and look stuff up. 
Gotcha. And then the rest of it came by kind of experience, kind of like, you know, copping and then getting out there and, and getting yeah. around. Um, the, right, a lot of people who are new to guns, they, they get their information via other people or what they're listening to far as music. So I had one got a, um, I think one of my first guns was like a Glock 17 or something like that, but I didn't like it because the shit was too big. I don't like full-size guns because I can't tuck it nowhere. You can't go nowhere with, like, a full-size gun because you can't put it nowhere. So, I, you know, I, I remember I sold that, and then I got um, a Glock 19. And I was like, yeah, this shit a lot better. Like, I can, I can you know, tuck this a, a lot easier. The barrel's not as long. You know, the 15 rounds, like, that's good. But then I, like, I started realizing, like, even though that's good, it's good in a holster, like far as like if I want to tuck it somewhere, it's still too big. Uh, you put fifteen rounds in, it's heavy. You start like thinking about these things, like yo, if I'm in a situation, like somebody gonna know I got it on me because how how this shit weighing my weighing my hoodie down or something. I don't like it. So then I went and got a subcompact, and I'm like, okay, now we in there. I then you know you hear something in a round, you know in a in a rap lyric and somebody like, Oh, I got a 40. So you want to go shoot a 40? Cause you think, Oh, 40 is better than nine. This way. Like it's more powerful. And it is, but it's uncomfortable to shoot. Then you go, you know, that's how I started learning about stuff. I like to shoot versus stuff. I don't like to shoot. That's why I don't like a, I had a 10 millimeter at one time. I sold that shit. I don't like shooting it. It's uncomfortable, but I had to learn that from me doing it not in like some things you can't learn via youtube you actually have to do it definitely um no it's interesting you brought up like music because you know you you let the rap lyrics tell it you know you don't really hear them rapping about what's like talking about what's functional they talking about the biggest ones and you know what i mean and how many rounds and and then that's how you see like you know what i mean these young niggas on on the internet with like extended clips for like guns you don't really need an extended clip That's for you know what i mean so it's <laughs> like it's a little bit like kind of like the toxic masculinity shit but with guns it's kind of like man come on bro what is what is like really functional for you what are you just doing this yeah show see um because i understand what what comes into like having a gun especially even if you're in the streets all right but they will say, hey, like, you know, I got a 30 on me all the time. It's like, but, bro, you can't put that 30 clip nowhere. Like, what are you doing with a 30 clip? I can, like, if you're on the offense, cool. But, you know, if you're just walking around, why you got a 30 clip? You can't put it nowhere. You know, and then they, you know, oh, I got this gun. Right. Like, you know, the you know the reason they all love Glocks is only because it, it's easy to ride. That's that's the I think that's the reason why people love Glock or mention Glock so much. It's just easy to run. It's like Glock block shots, like hit the eyes. Like it's easy to just constantly rhyme it. Like that's why they love it. Like they're great, but they're not like the best in the world or nothing. No, but they are great. So like it it really is, you know, based on what you hear, people are like, Oh, I need this. Cause I remember the first time I was started talking about guns and trying to give people gun information. And this chick was like, no, nah, I want like a Draco or something. And I was like, you know, I didn't mean to like, I was like, bitch, like that was like my first initial like response. Like what the fuck? But I was like, you know what? That's it gotta be the music. Cause why would you 
instantly go to wanting a like an AR, like an AK pistol. That don't make no sense, but it's what you're influenced by. So you like, oh, I want one. My, you know, my favorite rapper be talking crazy about his, you know, AK pistol. I want an AK pistol. Exactly. You know, on a note of what's what's functional. You know what I mean? We're if we're on like the ground level, you know, you have like regular, you know, regular people out here. that's they just they just wants to protect themselves, mm-hmm. right? You know, like basic basic protection. What would you? What types of of guns would you recommend for like any particular model mm. or whatever? It kind of depends on like the budget because if somebody says, "Hey, I'm looking for a gun," and I like you know I want like a great gun, and instantly I'm like, "Oh, okay, go get you a HK like VP9 or some some shit," right? But then they're gonna be like, "Oh shit, like that's like eight hundred dollars." I didn't like you know not that price, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, you want something lower? Go get you a Canic. Like you get one of the Canic uh, compacts." You're gonna be in there. Like them shit's comfortable as hell, great grip. It comes with a lot of things in a box. You're gonna get you a perfect gun that's cheaper than a Glock. Like it that's what like how it all depends on, you know, like budget. Like as far as like once you like I can understand a budget, it's easier for me to say, oh, okay, you should get this gun. Cause like within a budget, there's a whole bunch of guns that may be good at that price. Gotcha. I'll give you I'll give you a scenario then. This there's probably mm-hmm. a good real life scenario. Um, but like, you know, say somebody get they got the stimmy mm-hmm. right, they just got the six hundred, and they're like, All right, boom, I got the six hundred, I need the guns, I need, you know what I mean, I need one, maybe two, probably actually two probably not gonna be realistic because you gotta factor in ammo. So say somebody got six hundred and they wanna be like kind of set up for for the next few, few few months or so, what would you recommend hmm, in that instance? Because you want the the gun, but you don't want to break like the bank and shit. Also, I would still recommend probably a uh, like a Canic. Like the Canics are probably one of the better guns that you could get because even like not even a full size, but a Canic that's about like, a Glock nineteen size. They may be roughly around like three ninety nine ninety nine, maybe a little more because the pandemic and shit now. But they're not going to be what a Glock is, which is maybe like four ninety nine ninety nine or you know, like five and some change plus tax. So I would say can it, or if they still want to go cheaper than that, I'd say get you a Taurus. They're not like the best guns in the world, but they're a budget gun that does exactly what you need it to if you take care of the gun. So you can get you like a Taurus, uh, what is it, uh, G2C or whatever. Them shit's like 250 Or if you can find one, get you a, the TH9C, which is a hammer fire uh, with a safety on it. And them shit's only about the same, like 299 So, yeah, I'd, I'd say one of those. True. So um, another thing that I've noticed personally was it's just hard to find find ammo these days too. And, you know, a lot of people who were who saw this coming – were prepared you know they got there they wrapped up probably back in like early 2020 you know before before it you know it was in they started taxing mm-hmm. and it was in lower supply uh do you have do you have a recommendation in terms of where uh, people can get ammo from yeah like ammo is kind of hard like far as certain places it may still easy like if you want to get it you got to try and catch them right when they restock so say if you got an academy in your area and you ask them, hey, when do you guys restock? And they say, you know, like Tuesdays and Fridays. Then 
those Tuesdays and Fridays, you won't be there as soon as they open the damn door. Like, as soon as they open the door, you want to rush back there to go get the ammo. The, when places like that don't work, try a pawn shop. A lot of the people not hitting the pawn shops. You can go, you probably go slide into a pawn shop and find, you know, pretty decent, you know, ammo, probably even, you know, a used handgun that's in great condition because somebody fell on they, you know, on their luck and was like, if they doing them in your area, go to a gun uh, gun show. They're going to sell ammo at a gun show. Now they're going to tax you. I'm not even going to, like, don't think you're going to get it, you know, retail price or, you know, anything. It's going, they're going to hit you, but you can get it at a gun show with no problem. So up to this point, right, we kind of talked about starter gun. We talked about ammo. And, you know, the average person, if they if they were interested, they, you know, they probably took the test or whatever or went to a class, however that, you know, worked out for them. They probably went to the, you know, to the city or the county, did the paperwork to get their concealed. So at this point, they got that. They got the gun. They got the ammo. Um, what else should they get in addition to that that they probably – aren't privy to they probably wouldn't have learned from from taking the uh, class or whatever mostly uh one you want to get you a good holster you um you definitely want a good holster and you want to like train yourself far as knowing where your holster is and how to pull your gun out like how to easily like lift your shirt up like but quickly and pull your gun out the reason i tell people this is because you have to practice muscle memory you want to be able to know, like, my gun is here. I can pull it out in this many seconds. Because what happens is under lots of, like, situations and pressure, people freeze up because it's not muscle memory to them. If you've ever watched a video on, say, YouTube or, you know, it comes floating down a timeline where you see somebody react and, you know, shoot somebody that's trying to rob the store or whatever, that's muscle memory. Like they instantly know, okay, like, Hey, I'm like, I'm about to do this. I know I'm about to do this. I just need to wait till this person's eyes get that, like, you know, just distracted even for two seconds. Like I know I can draw and under two, I just need his eyes to just move for even that. Like if, you know, you catch them like looking out the corner of their eyes or something, you know, trying to, you know, make sure that they good and boom, you pull your gun. It's like, you have to know how to do certain things like that. Also, with a lot of gun, firing a gun could make you freeze up. I would say anytime you get a chance, go outdoor. And when you go to outdoor range, you're still supposed to wear air protection. Just let off a round or two just to see, like, so that you can actually hear what a gun sounds like. Because, like I said, if you, mm-hmm. your first situation is you got to pull your gun. And say, you know, like that person, you know, pulls theirs and they fire at you. Like, that loud bang could cause you to just stand there. Like, you can't react to it because you're frozen in fear. One more thing I will say, uh, as far as, like, some accessories, um, just get you, uh, you know, your own, like, headphones and stuff, like some of the, uh, like, noise-canceling electronic headphones. It'll make it a lot easier when you're at the range as far as, like, uh, trying to hear and hear if somebody is talking to you. Because, like, they'll cancel out the noise and you speaking. So, I'd say get you a nice headset. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Nice headset. Holster. And you really in there as far as going to the range. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm glad you said that about muscle memory because, you know, the range is good, obviously, indoor and outdoor. And, you know, that's kind of like the most obvious place to go, you know, get your reps in. But for those real life situations, it feels like it's not enough to just hit the range. And like mm-hmm. I say that because, like, for example, I box. Right. And so, you know, what I mean, it's good to to hit pads. It's good to to do the heavy bag. Um, but you also got to spar. You know what I mean? If you really want to be ready for like a real life scenario, like you're going to take Nate Robinson, for example. You know what I mean? He he clearly <laughs> did not spar as much as he should have. Yeah. And he got caught. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and so it feels like it's not, it's just not enough to hit the reins. Like you have to practice. And you, you said something about an academy, you know, like looking for academies in the area. Is that something you recommend too? Like, you know, something like an academy um, or, or is there any kind of training yeah, that so people, there, um, like the average person may not know you about? You can find them in your area. Like, I don't, you know, I can't, like, I don't know all of them in every place, but there's, like, certain ranges that will do, like, tactical training that'll teach you how to, you know, take steps and, you know, boom, like, you know, lock onto your target and fire, you know, get cover, all that stuff. Like, a lot of that stuff... <laughs> Like and people may find it funny. I taught myself because of like TV. Honestly, I watch so much that like when I watch, I'm actually learning. I'm not watching just because I'm entertained. The one thing I learned from TV is that these people had to learn from experts. Like when you watch a you know you watch a crime show or whatever or you know one of these police shows, you ever notice how they move just like police, like how they clear rooms, all that stuff. Like they learned these from experts. They didn't just you know do this out of nowhere so i started learning too like you know if i go through a room i'm instantly moving my eyes to say okay if i needed like if something popped off i can get get behind this like i could hug that wall or whatever you know like that's just how my eyes get to moving and like i know my situation like i'm situationally aware of where i'm at and what's going on right but i would recommend somebody trying to get like better training because like you said, it's it's one thing to hit the bag, you know, a shadow box, but it's not the same when somebody is standing there swinging back at you. It's the same in a gunfire. Like, you know, that's why, like, um, even at a range, like, I would tell people, hey, don't aim for nobody's head. Like, that, it's a bad thing to do uh, because, one, they're going to be moving. And, two, that is a very hard target to hit on somebody moving is their head. Like, so don't aim at people's head. Like, it's you, you, like, the chances of you being that accurate are slim. I wouldn't do it. Hit what you know you can see. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I would definitely say get you some, if you could find it in your area, get you, like, some tactical training, you know, like, one of them, you know, like, the one-on-one sessions where they'll, you know, teach you how to, you know, hit, like, a target that's, you know, maybe, like, moving back and forth or whatever, because then, like, that gives you the simulation of, say, somebody trying to run and get cover or whatever. And then knowing how many rounds you have, which some, like, a lot of people don't know how to do. So, you may be at a range, and you get to shooting, and, like, your next thing you know, you're click click and you're still trying to pull the trigger it's because people aren't aware of like their bullets or any of that like they're just they're so hyped up in shooting that they're not even paying attention to you know that they're out of bullets but somebody else could be listening to that you know you could be ducking and be like okay like boom that's two that's four 
or at the six. Shit, what type of gun they got? They probably got like they may have ten in it. I might have a chance if they got you know like four more shots. All right, like you know four more shots. Damn, do I hear them moving closer to me? Like what's up? Like you trying peeking shit? Oh, it look like you know I see their hand. Like I see they you know their shooting hand is up, meaning that it look like they trying to reload. I gotta push on now. But people don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, like, you you start learning that via, you know, once you learn from other people or you watch and stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of in-the-moment in the stuff, it sounds like, that you just, you can't be prepared for mm-hmm. unless you've already prepared for it. But, um, you know what I mean? Another thing that I thought of while you was talking is uh, related, unrelated, and feel free to touch on it if you want to, is is, you know, in these situations, it's also important to to like actually know the laws for your city, your state, especially in you you in like you know an area like the DMV. Mm-hmm. Like the Virginia laws gonna be different than the Maryland laws. Maryland laws will be different than DC laws. And so like even knowing this stuff is also you know knowing how to use it is important too, obviously, but also knowing what the re- the, the legal repercussions are for how you yep. use it. You know, it's important um, in how you carry it. Just like what you said, like I tell anybody because even before I had a concealed carry, like I said, I've been into some shits where, you know, it caused me to want to have to just carry my gun. So, and I would do so. But like say in Texas, you can keep a gun in your car because of the, I think, what is it, like Castle Law, where your car is like considered, you know, an extension of your home. So you can keep a gun in the, in your car. But you can't take that gun out of the car. So say if you get in a situation where, you know, somebody is about to do something and you're in the car and you grab your gun and hop out that car and shoot them, you're going to go to jail. It don't matter that, you know, they could they could have been armed Mm -hmm. and, you know, they could have been ready to fire at you. Yeah, but you weren't supposed to be outside that car with that gun and carrying it. You're going to get in some trouble. Like, and, you know, I tell people all the time about, like, different gun shit because, you know, somebody say, you know, like, they'll be like, oh, you know, somebody did this to me, you know, so I'm going to go get my gun. That's premeditated murder. I just want you to know. They be like, no, you can shoot. No, you cannot. If you don't have that gun right when that happens, that's premeditated. You thought about it. You went and got your gun. You thought about what you were going to go do. You went and did it. That's premeditated murder. You have to know your laws. You have to know what you can do and what mm-hmm. you can't do. Like, I get it, though, because, you know, somebody beat up on me. Shit, I'm going to want to go, you know what I mean? But there's consequences with them actions, and you got to consider that. Yeah, there's definitely a degree of of conflict resolution that you got to have stored internally because, you know, a lot of people just moving out here. And, you know what I mean? Like, Having it and knowing how to use it is, is kind of empowering in the sense of like you may feel more invincible than you would otherwise feel. Like, you know, what I mean, if I do good in sparring, then I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel pretty good that day. I'm gonna feel good about myself. But at the same time, knowing when to use that, knowing when to use your tools and when not to use them is is key to me because. Just because you have it, you know, doesn't mean you need to be making threats because you make a threat. You don't know how, how that's going to escalate from the other person. Next thing you know, you was capping the whole time and you got yourself into some stuff that could have been prevented so, if you so would have just, what? you know what I mean? I get a lot of people that say stuff like that to me. 
where they're like, you know, I can't get a gun because like I know I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. And I tell people, I'd be like, mm, if that were true, you would have been did it. Like people be like, you know, like I know I'm gonna like drop something as soon as I get a gun. If that's the case, you would have you would have been in those situations. It sounds great until you start like until you realize like, hey, bro, if I do this, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble. Like, and that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. it a lot of people like to hear themselves like you know sound tough, where it's like I know I'm gonna do this, but if that were the case, you would have been some hot-headed ass person that's been you know in the shits but you're not you're a law-abiding citizen so no you're not gonna do that and just like you uh said about like far as threatening people that is if i'm correct that is a felony that's like aggravated assault or some shit like that because if you make a threat to somebody and they believe you mm-hmm. that is a that is a crime that's the only thing somebody has to do with the threat is to believe you. Right? Once somebody believes that you are dead serious and you could cause harm, you have committed a crime. Um, also, as uh, far as like, you know, one more thing about like the law. If, you know, say a situation, you know, I use you as an example. Say, you know, me and you are to it. And, you know, I lift my shirt up like, what's up? I just committed a crime of like brandishing my firearm i could you know like i could lose my right to carry for mm-hmm. doing shit like that you can't you know you can't intimidate somebody with a with your firearm like you can't do that at all even if i'm like open carrying and like you know i get to like you know like you know hitting my gun like shit what you gonna do like that's that's a threat like even though i was open carrying and you already seen it but the moment that i'm intimidating with my firearm I've committed a crime. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, that's another thing to learn from TV. You know, I feel like because you see that happen so often, but it's also kind of like, a, you know, for an example that you gave earlier, you're learning certain movements and stuff, but it's also TV is also kind of helpful in terms of like as an exercise in terms of how not to move. Because you see something like that, you, you know, with the knowledge that you just gave me, I now know that when I see somebody, you know, doing that, it's like, all right, yeah, don't mm-hmm. do that because that's going to get me caught up. Yeah, see, like, you know, they like they won't tell you, you know, because, you know, and, TV is TV. They're not going to tell you. But, like, you'll see somebody on TV, you know, they left their shirt and they're like, what's up, man? Right. What you want to do? Like, you don't want to do that. But they commit the crime. Like, they've already committed crimes. Like, and I mean, you know, if somebody wanted to, they could be like, yo, this person brandished a firearm, you know, and, like, intimidated me. Like, and they would, you know, they could be locked up for it. Most people ain't going to go that route, but, you know, a lot of people will. You That's see it the all the time. And you right. have to consider that with, you know, like when you bother somebody else, like far as, you know, in any situation, right? you may be one of them people that's like closer to like the streets where it's like, you know, I'm not going to take you to court. We could just handle this. But you may be dealing with a law-abiding citizen who's like, oh, no, I'm going to call the police. Like, I want to, you know, do X, Y, and Z to the fullest extent. And now you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One more basic question I thought of um, just now. but uh, And this may be obvious to some that, you know, but for for the newer ones who may be listening or those who may be interested, how often should you should you clean your gun? Should you clean it like every time you um, use it or for me, like 
I mm-hmm. clean them every time, like after every session, I do clean it. And then maybe every other week, even if I'm not using it, I'll still, you know, clean it because, you know, some dust may have got in there. The oil might have settled and I kind of want to like clean that out. Um, I like to take the bullets out of my mag sometimes just to let those the springs reset because it's not really good to just leave bullets in your magazine because it could tear the springs up. But, you know, a lot of people don't be knowing that. So they'll just leave them in there for like six months, even though they not they ain't shot it or nothing. So, yeah, like I, I still like to clean my guns because for me, it's, th- it's a therapeutic yeah. thing. I like to clean. True. And a lot of people that are interested can, you know, what I mean, they can go through the, through the steps to get it and then they get it and then they just kind of sit in there and not and not use. So it's important for I feel like. Or he wouldn't know how often to to clean it because you know it's a it's something that you should should care about if you're gonna if you go through the, the trouble of buying it and if you go through the trouble of getting taxed in a pandemic you might as well you know mm-hmm. keep working at yeah because see uh, like I was saying it. earlier about some some guns like you know some of the budget guns like that may be cheaper may break down on you if you don't take care of them like a Glock is a Glock. And you can kind of beat a Glock up and it's still going to work. You can throw the Glock down, you know, probably fill it with some dirt, whatever. It's still going to shoot. It's still going to be reliable. But another gun that's not made as well may break down on you from not taking care of it. So it's definitely important to, you know, oh, you know, I got a little free time. Let me clean my gun. You know, let me break it, you know, break it down real quick. Make sure it still look good and all that. And boom. Yeah, the last thing you want is to be prepared for a situation and then can't even use what you prepare for because yep. it's um, you know, what I mean? also doubling back to uh, what I was saying earlier about like far as like muscle memory, guns with holsters. I mean, not uh, holsters, my bad. Um, what a safety. Um, a lot of people get guns with safeties and they don't make it a muscle memory to you know pull a gun out and drop the drop the safety. So what they'll do is, you know, they can get into a situation, they pull their gun, and when they're ready to fire, they can't. That one that one second or whatever that they can't fire that gun and they're trying to figure out why they can't, it could get them killed. That's why muscle memory is important. Like where you gotta be like, okay, yeah. if I pull this gun, I gotta instantly drop this safety. Yeah. So what would you say is for someone who wants to you know, we won't really throw a budget in it. You know, we can keep it as general as we need to. But for someone who wants to protect themselves and their families or whatever, what would you say would be like a complete setup for for somebody who uh, wants to to do that to the fullest extent? That depends. Are we talking like at home or just you know out and about? You know, like say if we you know out like you know family outings, going to stores, etc. Which one are we talking? A little bit of both, like the whole kit, you know what I mean? Like, what what would one have in the car? What would one maybe have on them? What would, maybe, what would maybe... Okay, see, the, the reason, like, I asked there are certain things that are perfect for the home, but I wouldn't want to have it outside. So, remember earlier I was saying how, you know, I had a Glock 17, but I couldn't tuck it, right? A Glock 17 would be perfect for in the house, why? Because, you know, one, uh, a full-size gun is a lot easier to shoot 
because it has that longer barrel that can eat up a lot of that recoil. It has a full size grip where you can get like the perfect grip on it to shoot it. And, you know, you can hold it and keep it stabilized and stay accurate. So those are perfect when you're at home. But like I said, say you go out and about. Now you got this full size gun. Everybody knows you're armed. And when everybody knows you're armed, anybody that wants to make you a target, like, or anybody that wants to do something, you're the first person because they're like, okay, this person's armed. I need to do something about that. So, like, when you're out and about, you yeah. will want to go with something that's like subcompact or whatever, something that you could easily conceal and, you know, just draw from under your shirt or, you know, in the, like, in your waistband or whatever. At home, yeah, I'd say full size or even a shotgun. You know, shotguns are very intimidating as far as like that noise. You hear that loud ass, you know, click. It's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. Like, this person going to blow through this wall and that's probably going to smack me too. I don't want no parts of that. So, like, I, you know, I keep, you know, one of them for like in the crib. It don't go nowhere else. I took it to the range a couple times, but. It stays in the house. Like, um, it's a you could you know use AR pistols for in the house also, but I'm not a huge fan of that. But they are great for that. But me personally, I don't want to use an AR pistol. Like some people have this thing where it's like, nah, if you come in this house, like I want to rain like fucking hell upon you, and it's just like, bruh, like I just want to protect what's mine. Like, and I can do that with a pistol or my shotgun. I do not need to be trying to use this, you know, five, five, six and, you know, like and leveling my own home, trying to like hit you maybe two, three times with a 30 round magazine in this AR pistol. That's just me personally. Yeah. So you don't have to go into any, you know, more detail that you want to, but, but what is, so, so you just kind of went into it a little bit, but, but what is your setup? Like right now, like for, uh, for the car, for the carry, for the crib. For me, I usually run with like I have you know my my pistol and my backup, and like I personally like to run with nine millimeter. Like I feel like the nine is the perfect round. Uh, it's easy to you know like follow up your shots. You know you don't have to worry about too much recoil where you got to kind of try and like you know get back on target. I go with nine. My backup is like a 380 or something, like where it's like, okay, if that, you know, if I don't have this or, you know, like the 380 is a little smaller, I can, you know, tuck that a little bit. So those are like my, you know, like if I'm out and about type things. In the crib, you know, the, I keep the pistol and the shotgun close. Like, like I said, I have an AR pistol, but I don't really just, like, I'm not about to just, okay, I'm about to like slap this, you know, 300 blackout and we're we about to go crazy. Nah. Um, you also like in the house, you probably want to keep, um, whatever, like your ear protection, you want to keep that close. Um, it's probably not going to be one of the most like convenient or easiest things to be able to grab, I'd say. But the thing is, if you get in a shootout in like close quarters like that, it could tear your ears up to the point where you couldn't hear. So say if you're trying to protect your family and you didn't already, like, you know, like, blew your own eardrums. Like, you can't hear anything 
that you know they're saying or trying to tell them oh yeah you know get you know get over here or get down there or whatever whatever so that's also why you know said earlier you know if you get some ear protection get you know the good electronic ones where you could you know like where it cancel out noises and stuff so that you could still speak to somebody and they could speak to you that's dope and you know what i mean you you kind of alluded to a situation early on the bus but I think is you know I, we said black people in terms of who should really be into them, but especially the black oh, women because that is a fact. Maybe that's why like a lot of the stuff that I like when I do gun stuff is more so geared to women. Like it was, it was always more geared to them because women are one a lot easier to teach with stuff like this. Yeah, you. It's hard to teach men about guns because they just feel like, oh, I like I got it. Oh, I could, you know, you know, ah, oh, shit, I don't need no nine. I gotta go straight to the forty or some forty-five. I need something, you know, bigger because I'm a man and blah blah blah. Like I can't have no small gun. And I'm just like, whatever, bro. Well, you got it. I'm not like, what do I know? Shit. So <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like it's like I said, I I like I <laughs> mind teach like you know women are a lot easier as far as like teaching wise because they absorb the information and take it like so yeah like they definitely need to be armed because like you said men are out here being freaking weirdos. It's crazy, but um, you know we're gonna segue a bit. Um, it's not related to guns, but. This is one of the ways that I I kind of like recognize you on the internet or whatever because um yeah. I think you know how Twitter shows like the you know sometimes they'll show like what people like or whatever and mm-hmm. and so I, I think at the time you had to handle like bro you good and then um that was I don't know it must have been like a year or so ago that I I could readily identify it but but now it's uh, a, a group. I forget how to classify it on Clubhouse, but you know, I, I know you guys have the weekly meetings. I've been to to several of them myself. How would you? I don't want to do it in any injustice. Um, how would you describe what bro? You good? It's what black men always say that they don't have. It's finally there. Um, it's you know, black men like oh, we don't have a safe place. You know, we don't have a safe a safe place where we can you know talk and not be judged whatever whatever that is what bro you good is it's the safe place but it's not a safe place that's away from accountability like you know if if we're up there speaking and we invite somebody to speak and they come up there saying some pure bullshit we're gonna put our foot in their ass but you know like but it's that safe place where you know like where a black man could say Bro, I am not good. This is what's been going on. Like, I got this going on and I don't feel the greatest. Like, that's why I wanted that to be a thing because I've been in those spaces way too many times. Like, and I understand it. And there's been so many men are just like, you know, oh, we can't talk to nobody. Like, we, we can't talk to nobody. And yes, we can. Like, we've always had our family, like our brothers, and we just need to make that an okay thing for you know our f- brothers to talk to their brothers that makes sense um um do you have i mean you, you know a lot about this stuff right do, do you have any plans to, to get into it in any in any way for yourself uh, like, down the line i would like to be able to or, uh, or whatever like train people for myself and that's a process to uh, you know become like nra certified to hold you know a whole shebang or whatever so 
like that that's a process but i wouldn't mind being able to like teach other people i enjoy teaching people and you know telling you know trying to give them tips or learning from them the whole night like i, I love that so maybe one day I, I do want to be able to like do that because i've i've already done it you know what i'm saying like i had a friend who had a whole situation or whatever and i took her to get her first gun you know, she was, she had, you know, just like huge anxiety for, you know, shooting for the first time. I took her to a really small range. I shot a couple times and it was like, you know, not just like let her hold the gun the whole night. It was like, just take your time, you know, hold the gun, you know, like while it was empty. And I was like, you know, just say one, two, three. And I was like, when you say three, say bang really loud in your head and pull the trigger. Like, and I just trained her to do this over and over. And then I was like, okay, now we're going to put the mag in. Like, and that was just a great experience for me to teach somebody, like to like get them ready for that. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. Yep. Uh, what made you, um, what, what kind of compelled you to, to start it yourself? My homeboy, uh, Wayne and myself, uh, back when we was like always playing video games, we would always like do some stupid shit on the video games that would get us hurt. And we'd be like, oh shit, bro, you good? <laughs> and like, and it just like stuck, like where, you know, like soon as we, you know, we would just you know, <laughs> go to speak to each other and it's instantly, oh shit, like, you know, bro, you good? Like, what's up? Like, it was like our, it's like an like introduction type thing. Uh, just the way I casually, you know, I meet somebody new. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Aaron. I'm like, hey, what up, though? Like, that's the way bro you good is now, like, for me, for a lot of people. You know, you see somebody, oh, bro, you good? Like, what's up? It's, it's just like that intro and, you know, like, where you could instantly start talking to somebody now. Like, you ask that first and then you get to everything else. When did the transition I won't say transition, but when did it start from from that to like a okay, we're going uh, to okay now we're going to make this part a space for people. Funny. So, you know, uh, the app uh, Clubhouse is relatively new or whatever. So, I was uh, just going on Clubhouse one day, and um, I see a room that was titled "Bro, You Good," and I'm sitting here like. Ain't nobody tell me shit about this. What happened? Like, cause it, like what really made me, you know, kind of feel away. Cause I'm like, yeah, there was yeah. a bunch of like my friends in the room, and I'm just like, hey, how y'all all in this room? And ain't nobody said shit about you know, you know, like to me, what's happening? And you know, after that, I spoke to uh, DG who was doing yeah. the room. He was like, man, I did not know, you know, like you know, it ain't no problem, but we could make this a thing. And I was like, bro, I've been trying to do that. Like, let's do this. And that's how we got here. Like, all because of, you know, like a misunderstanding. He was just like, bro, like, you know, it ain't no issue, but like, let's do this. That's what's up. Like, shit, you ain't got to say no more. Like, let's do it. That's what's up. And, and having, you know, like I said, I've been to a few, I think starting and I, I got it through DG and um, like he invited me or whatever. And so, you know, having been to a few, I can definitely say, you know, it's a good space. I've seen, I, I, I like, I, I think the first time I was in there, like, you know, you said specifically for, for black men. And so I remember when I first, you know, like got in there and got, I got settled because it was literally like I downloaded Clubhouse. And then like 10 minutes later, like my, I was in the room and then yeah. like people yeah, that we did, we could come out with the description, <laughs> black man, they was out of there. And I was like, okay, okay, this is, 
Yeah, they out of there. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a safe space, safe space. Like, ain't like no no intruders. So, like, I I just want black men to be able to talk to their brothers and be like, you know, bro, are you good? Like, bro, what's up? Talk to me. That's really what I want. Like, where we can just be like, you know what? I'm not good. Yeah, I got this going on. People expecting this out of me. I am not straight right now. Yep. Like, because a lot of us black men have been yeah. traumatized by our childhoods where we feel like we have to do certain shit in order to be a man. Mm-hmm. Where we feel like, hey, I can't do X, Y, and Z because I'm a grown-ass man. So I have to do X, Y, and Z and just stop you know, whining or complaining when that's really toxic as hell. Like, for me, personally, a lot of the things that I say, it applies to me. And I don't want anybody doing the same things that I do, so I tell them, like, hey, that doesn't work. All right, you know, I'll tweet about some stuff saying about how I can't cry. And that's because I've been, you know, I've been broken to the point I don't cry. I tell anybody, hey, bro, if you could drop them tears, you need to do so. Don't don't get to the point that you like me. There's no benefit to it. It doesn't make you stronger to hide your, you know, your feelings. Like, you're stronger because you can embrace them and move correctly. Yeah. And, you know, um, knowing what I know now, what you just explained, it's even doper now to see what it has become in such a short time. Even... You know, seeing I think the first or the second time I was in there, it was like a a, a black male therapist in there, and I yeah. think they just found it like just off the strength of the app, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just it just was you know they like yeah. they just seen it and it was just like oh snaps like you know and I like and they they popped in like yeah yeah. So I can definitely see see it you know being a place it already is, but I can definitely see it becoming even more of a place for you know for healing for us and. You know, and maybe people who weren't inclined to get the help that they need might see somebody in their room and, you know, they might be like, okay, I'm going I'm to make that step. So, I, I, you know, for sure commend you on that. But other than that, um, I think that's all I got for you. Um, you got anything else you, you wanted to say or put out there? No, man, I don't think I – I think that's about it. You know, anything I, you know, just – you know, make sure you keep uh keep shooting. Like if you're gonna go to the like, keep being consistent with your shooting. Like the, the moment you stop, it like you stop you start forgetting like how to get in your rhythm and everything. Like shooting is just like how you are what like anything else that you want to perfect. You don't get good at a video game by playing it. You know, once a month, you got to constantly do it. You got to make it a you know repetition and stuff. So same thing with shooting. You know. Anytime you can, just go to the range. You know, every other weekend, whatever, just make sure you go. Practice your, you know, your breathing. And like I said, whenever you're at home, practice pulling from your holster. For sure. But, man, I appreciate you. Like I said, you didn't have to do this. And so I learned a lot. I know that other people listening probably learned a lot, too. And so, uh, yeah, with that said, um, thanks again. Yeah, and I think that's it. No problem, no problem, man. I enjoy it.